to the Ronin. Uh, this is the horse part two. Um, so, so far, this is the eighth episode, and it's, it's boggling my mind that it's still going like this. And I'm, I mean, I'm ecstatic for how it is going, and I hope you guys are enjoying listening and enjoying what I'm trying to do, I guess. But I hope you stick around, and thanks so much. Hope you enjoy. Mezu once told me that you'll find the lowest part of hell in a woman's eyes. Suppose if he was met with such insurmountable odds, he might have changed his statement. The three ronins sit atop a hill, staring down at the land before them. Below them and far off within the city were armies of many training at the behest of their leaders. While the army the Herod gathered was at least three times greater than her initial troops, there was little doubt that it stood as a fraction of what the dragon's army was. You sent a messenger in here, the deer asked as he takes in the view. A mixture of rage and fear filled the men. While all were ready to meet a seemingly inevitable fate, they still were to at least take out as many of the dragon's soldiers as possible. He should return soon. I don't think the dragon is rash enough to kill a messenger. Horse, are your archers finished with adjusting their weapons and your cavalry at the ready? They were born so, Hare. We shall unleash upon them a hail of fire and metal. I'm curious how a line of your soldiers will impact our own lethality. It also helps that someone as specialized in melee as our own deer will be valiantly assisting us. The three simply stare forward, Shinigami hanging over their shoulders, laughing heartily. Though it knew it would have to wait for some in the army, it would have its fill. Not a moment longer of an intense and awkward silence did the messenger arrive back. His entire body was shaking, apparently after what he'd heard or seen within the room. Stopping on his horse, he clutches his chest. The dragon is ready. He was too calm after having heard the message. He asked which Ronin were involved, and after having told the three of you, he assured me that there would only be three of his aligned samurai to fight, not including himself. The battle is to take place in the fields. It was crucial that I mention he's still willing to accept you and all that serve you under his banner should you surrender. The three all take this information in letting it ruminate. We'll gladly accept death before serving under a man as depraved as him. It was obvious the horse's convictions were being tested, his voice unable to muster any resounding courage. His initial response did bring back some courage within his allies, who were rallied even by the horse's whimpered utterance. Men, stand line and prepare for battle, the hare calls out, raising her weapon to the air and rallying the troops. Both she and the horse's men line up along the fields, raising their weapons ready to attack. Slowly, a samurai belonging to the dragon exit their gates. The three aligned with the samurai were as follows, the makaki, the praying mantis, and the pheasant. Each of the three led an army only slightly greater in number than the ronin, and with the dragon stepping onto the battlefield, just barely outnumbered the three. It was odd that the dragon was so intentional to make the odds even, considering that he could easily swing this battle in his favor. As unannounced to the others, another 25 samurai were stationed within the facility alone, with at least 50 others carrying out his orders outside of this. Out of the four, it was obvious that the dragon was a superior to the three, as his armor displayed its wartime injuries with pride, even with it clearly being damaged armor as his use of the Kintsugi made them shine radiantly. His mask featured dozens of cuts, all filled by gold. 
I offer you but one more moment to surrender. After you were either captured or killed, your lives will no longer belong to you. I will be in control of your lives in their totality. Rodan, you will live and die within the maws of the dragon. His voice echoed through the battlefield as the three Ronins steeled themselves ready to fight. Then die on your feet. The dragon samurai moved with their leader's orders. The conflict started and the hare and the horse troops got to work. Arrows flew into the crowd of people and muskets fired, causing lead soldiers of the samurai's armies to fall. Still, the initial line didn't put much of a dent in the army and it came to the deer to take charge. They were quite good at the respective combat arts, impaling soldiers on modified hoes, and some worked well with the sickles, striking down others. This is not to say that the enemy wasn't combating such promising tactics as equals. The dragon's men were both better equipped and more versed in combat experience, decimating the Ronin's troops. The betrayal of fairness was merely for show, as no group of soldiers would ever be equal to the samurai that the dragon would field. It was more likely that these were even the weaker of the dragon's samurai. The deers, and to some lesser extent, the horses' men were more suited to fight the opposing troops, but the hare's army, which was scraped together, were slotted rather quickly. Her troops, for the most part, were people seeking vengeance on an army far superior to their own combat ability. It is to say that the Hare's men were no match for soldiers who were capable of cutting men down like wheat. These realizations occurred rather swiftly as the battlefield of the front line soldiers had lasted no more than five minutes. It gave enough time for the opposing samurai to make their way towards the front line to fight their ronin. Each had made a decisive move to make their way towards the ronin of their choosing. The horse was met by the praying mantis who carried a naginata with a particularly curved blade. More curiously, his arm was far more articulated than most, giving it an appearance of chitin, and praying close homage to his namesake. His mask was also finely crafted, though in no way articulated to the extent his armor was. Drawing his yumi was as though the battlefield knew not to interfere with the two's conflict. Each warrior examines one another up and down, evaluating the merit of their weapons, of which the horse was disappointed in his present choice of weaponry. As for the mantis behind his mask, he was laughing at his opponent. Horse, I vaguely recall that name belonging to a student of the Gozu and Mezu. Where's your ally, Ox? You're not hiding a secret army, are you? If you can't be honest with your executioner, then who can you be with? The curved blade Naginata points towards the neck of the horse shining in the sun. Funny thing is, I've been looking for him for quite a while. I was under the impression that he might be among the dragon samurai. Fortunately, within me, there is a great doubt that you'd willingly give such information. Pulling the drawstring back, the praying mantis mask shifts enough that a smile was easily inferred. You'd be correct, filthy horse. Launching himself forward with a lunge, charging forward with a blade, trying to disrupt the horse's aim. He managed to let the first arrow fly before being forced to retreat once more. Unlike the blade's lunge, the arrow manages to penetrate the armor, though shallowly, with him clutching his side, agonizing over the non-lethal stinging pain. Quickly, the praying mantis pulls out the arrow before watching as the horse retreats back, drawing his yumi to fire once again. Having realized the horse's strategy was purely defensive, which lied in direct conflict with his own personality. Originally, Praying Mantis believed that his opponent was far more brash as rumors of his infamous behavior had indicated. Yet here on the battlefield, his eyes belonged to an entirely different person, 
The praying mantis decided the best course of action was to do what he'd always done. Just as his name would imply, he took the praying stance synonymous among mantises, mimicking at least one of the claws using the naginata. Of course, both sides were confused by the odd nature of the two warriors' techniques, especially the horse who had had every opportunity to just kill his opponent. Yet when the air was released, the reactive movements of the horse couldn't be matched by anyone. His downward swing with the Naginata managed to scrape into the armor of the horse, damaging it as he sprawls back. Having backed away, the Ronin knew he had to be more cautious now. The arrow he that was fired managed to defeat a foot soldier and thus it wasn't wasted, but it couldn't easily be retrieved. Making a mental note of the two he'd lost, there was still another eight left in his Yazutsu, a quiver, which would suffice for a single fight. Drawing his Yumi again, he watches as the praying mantis takes a similar stance as before. If he was going to be repetition with his method of fighting, the horse wondered whether or not drawing his own blade would be more beneficial to kill his opponent. He then pushed away the thought, as the Naginata had a far superior range with its blade than he ever could hope to match. He fired once again as the mantis to observe his movements further as to make his aim better. Quickly he managed to avoid the attack though, it seemed the praying mantis was similarly learning from his opponent's actions. As he tried to follow up his initial attack, so long as the two would continue learning from one another, they'd inevitably had reached a stalemate. So the horse quickly formulated a plan of action, he was sure to kill him, but seeing the state of the battle he was willing to die with at least one victory. Drawing his Yumi for a third time and waiting for his opponent to take the stance, prepare to fire. Now he quickly fired at the mantis who launched the most elaborate attack yet, nicking the horse in his side, causing him to bleed heavily. Still, as the mantis had followed through, the horse takes an arrow from his Yatsutsu and jabs it through the eye hole of the mask. Naturally, such a pain meant the mantis cry out and drop his weapon, pointlessly reaching to inspect the wound. This gave the horse enough time for him to draw his blade and stab him with his tanto. Having both knocked down and blinded his enemy, there was almost no rush in letting the blade find the weak points, swiftly killing the mantis. Standing up from the fallen warrior's corpse, the horse had swoons. He then takes notes of the dragon, only taking out his blades to intimidate the enemy scoffing at the side as his yumi is drawn in once more to kill the dragon. Yet as he pulls the bow back, his body collapses as his blood continues to spill out of the floor. A wave of regret that he might not kill the oxen within his lifetime washed over him. So that was part two of the horse again, and um, I should announce, as usual, I'm going to start doing these plugs uh, that if you're interested in getting updates or anything like that, feel free to check out our Instagram at ironwood.productions. Uh, we do a bunch of stuff there, uh, working on some comic concepts for uh, designs and different weird art if you enjoy that sort of thing. So thanks so much for joining us on the Ronin, and uh, hope to see you next episode.